Welcome to the Books of Titans podcast, where I seek truth in the world's great books. I'm your host, Eric Rostad, coming to you from the beautiful Books of Titans studio in Franklin, Tennessee. My goal is to read 200 of the great books over the next 10 years and share what I'm learning. I'll talk a bit about each book, tie ideas together from a variety of genres, and share the one thing I always hope to remember from each of the great books. Well, this is a special episode I'm calling Bookish Adventures in the UK, in the United Kingdom. So I just got back from a trip to Scotland and England. My wife is a singer-songwriter, and uh, we, we travel to the UK at least once a year, where she does different gigs. So we basically land, uh, rent a car, and just drive around all over these countries to, uh, to different gigs. And it is so much fun. We, we, we usually have our daughters with us, and... Um, and it's just a great family time and, and great trip. We meet all sorts of people. We're traveling to all these different towns. Um, but I, I want to highlight, I, just being a book lover, I, I I did some cool book things while in Scotland and England. So I wanted to talk about those. And, and uh, as I was on the trip, I was sharing a lot of photos on Instagram. And a gentleman named Nate Woodall said, you need a podcast episode just on your bookstore adventures. So that's what this is. I'm going to start with uh, with segment one here, just talking about the bookstores that I went to in, in London, Oxford, and Edinburgh. And then in segment two, I'm going to tell a story called The Guacamole Incident. And in segment three, I'll just talk about a few other cool things that happened while I was in the UK. So starting off in Edinburgh, so we we uh, we flew into Edinburgh and then uh, we're in Scotland probably nine days, and then uh, from there drove down from Scotland into England. Uh, so I'll, in in order here, I'll go from Edinburgh into then the Oxford bookstores and then to uh, the bookstores in London. So in Edinburgh, there is one bookstore that I absolutely love. I've been there multiple times now, and it is called Armchair Books. This is in the old town, part of the uh, part of Edinburgh, and and actually, when you walk out the door, you you, you just kind of look straight up at the the Edinburgh Castle. So it's it's right there in the center of things, pretty easy to get to, and it's just a a delightful bookstore. If you follow any book Instagram accounts or that kind of thing, you, you've probably seen pictures of this bookstore. It's 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 just it's delightful, and. It always has a lot of books that that I'm looking for. So, in uh, it's kind of a um, when you walk in, it's, it's it's a lot of paperbacks that are uh, fiction, and and then you weave your way to the back, and then you start getting into these beautiful hardcovers that that are uh, previously owned books. But I mean, they're they're like a hundred years old, and so I always love going back to that section. And then as uh, I, I work at Landmark Booksellers in Franklin, Tennessee, so a lot of times I'll buy books there. For, for us to sell at Landmark as well. And they have a section where uh, I can I can go look at kind of their their special rack of, of books. And it's right behind the counter. And it they just, oh man, they have the, the coolest books there. So there'll be maybe some first editions or just some really old, beautiful versions of some of the classics. Uh, I've purchased um, a first edition set of Tolkien's Lord of the Rings series there. Uh, just they they had I, I kind of wish I would have bought this, but they had a, a set of like eight from the early 1800s, a set of Wealth of Nations by by Adam Smith, uh, and and it had been owned by a, a pastor there. And it was just it was a really cool set. I wish I had, had bought it, but it was a little a little too expensive uh, for for me. So, um, 
but that's a wonderful bookstore, Armchair Books. Now, for the first time, I went to another bookstore just a few blocks away called Edinburgh Books. And the proprietor there told me that he had worked at Armchair Books many years ago, but had, had uh, bought a bookstore that was going out of business and decided to open up his own bookstore. And that was 17 years ago. And that is Edinburgh Books. Now, there's a main level there and then a basement level. The basement had some awesome classics. They had a, a section of the Loeb books, the green and red ones, where the green are in Greek in English, and then the, the red ones are in Latin and in English. Um, also some, some, uh, some great, great books, uh, a section of some George MacDonald books, which that's my wife's favorite author. So we're always, we're always looking for those. Two other bookstores I want to highlight in Edinburgh, uh, and these are more of, of chains, but one is Blackwell's, and that is right next to, or right across the street from Edinburgh University. I love Blackwell's. Uh, they're famous for, for being in, in Oxford. Uh, their Oxford store is kind of the, the flagship, and it's multi-level and all that. The Blackwell's in Edinburgh is, is also a wonderful store. They have a, If you go in and go to the left, there's a great just Scotland-related history, uh, all sorts of anything to do with Scotland. They have a, they have a great section of books there. The other bookstore we went to is in, in, uh, the new town of Edinburgh, which, uh, new town is kind of funny because, uh, new town was, is still like late 1700s, early 1800s. So, uh, it's, it's old to us, uh, people from the U S but, but, uh, it's the new part of town and right on the main thoroughway there, there is a Waterstones and that's a multi-level store and just a really a fun one to go into as well. So as, as for the books that I purchased here are, here are the books that I got in, in Edinburgh. And most of these are for, uh, uh, landmark booksellers where, where we're selling these. First one I found was a 1901 edition of Pride and Prejudice, just a beautiful leather bound copy. I got that at armchair books. And then I got, um, the Hobbit. I got a paperback, like a 1970s paperback version of the Hobbit by Tolkien at armchair. And then I bought a book for myself, uh, Agatha Christie, novel murder in mesopotamia that's one that i wanted to read for a while and and have been looking for it and and they had it's a newer version but uh i, I just thought it'd be cool to to buy it there so i got that at armchair books as well at the other store uh edinburgh books i got uh two harry potter first editions awesome books so i, I got those and then i got the oxford book of christian verse at that that bookstore as well I also picked up uh, Thomas Wingfold, which is a book by George MacDonald. Again, that's my wife's favorite author. And uh, so that that was a, a, a nice version of that that we picked up there. The only other book I got in, in uh, Edinburgh was Memoirs of a Highland Lady. And this was at the wa that Waterstones store that I was telling you about. So Memoirs of a Highland Lady is written by Elizabeth Grant. And I read it a few years ago, but I read it on a mobile device. And so I, I wanted to buy the actual book and I wanted to buy it for my eldest daughter. So I, I gave it to her. And this is a, a memoir written by a woman from the early 1800s. And she uh, kind of traveled back and forth between Aviemore, Scotland and Edinburgh, Scotland. And so it's just really interesting to, to read that story. And then when, when we go as a family to Scotland, those are 
the two main places that we stay. And in Aviemore, we stay in this, uh, sometimes we stay in this cottage, this, uh, this 19th century cottage that was designed by Elizabeth Grant, the writer of this, this book, uh, Memoirs of a Highland Lady. And her father let her, her uh, design this, this cottage when she was nine years old. So there are drawings of, of this, of, uh, from this nine-year-old who drew this cottage and then, and then they built it and, and it's still, uh, still around. And, um, so I, I, that was kind of the main reason I read it, but I just became fascinated with her life because you're you're reading about old Scotland in in a way. Um, some just what what would they have done at night in in the Highlands of Scotland? And and you hear like you know there's dances and the in the the Scottish music and and just like it, it was just cool. And then just even the distance between Aviemore and Edinburgh. Uh, now you can do it about two and a half hours in a car. At that time, you're you know it's a multi day trip and all that. So just fun to to read about that and I. So I, I wanted my daughter to read that at some point, and so I bought that for her. So that c- concludes Edinburgh. Then we drove down to Chatsworth, and Chatsworth House is, if you've seen a, uh, I don't know which version it is, but one of the Pride and Prejudices is uh, filmed there, and so it's it's famous for that, and it's just this enormous house and property. And it was, it was wonderful. Like it was one of our favorite parts of the trip. Just something my wife wanted to go to. And I am so glad that we did. And, uh, I, I tasked my eldest daughter when we went in, I, I, I said, you to, when we get out, you have to answer me these three questions. And so I had some questions for her. The, one of the questions was how many books are in their library? And so she asked and found out, and there were 17,000 volumes in that library. And it was just a beautiful library. Um, I took some photos of it and, and shared those on, on Instagram. So I didn't buy any, any books there, but, uh, Chatsworth house, if you have the chance, wonderful, uh, place to visit and a very just incredible, incredible library. You can't really go into the library. You can look at it, uh, look into it. There are some parts where you can see some of the books, but, um, you can't actually go into the room of the library, but it is, you can, you can peer into it and it is, it is wonderful. So from uh, Chatsworth, we drove to Oxford and Oxford, we, uh, it, we just had a very short amount of time there. My wife had a, a, a gig while we were there. Uh, but other than that, I only had like a couple hours in the town itself, but I was, ma- I made sure to go to St. Philip's books, which is right across the street from Christ college. And, uh, Christ college is, is famous. That's where, uh, I mean, it's famous be- just for it the college itself. It was started by Henry VIII and all that, but you might recognize it if you've seen some of the Harry Potter movies. They, they filmed a lot in the, um, the dining hall area of that college. So, uh, and it's, it's a stunning college. So, but it's right across the street is St. Philip's books. And I, I had never been in here in, in that bookstore and it was incredible. Uh, as you know, I'm always looking for C.S. Lewis, Tolkien books and McDonald books and, and uh, the classics and all that. And they just had just a fantastic array. A lot of them uh, pre-owned books, but just wonderful. So the books I bought there, I, I got this uh, 1941 version of The Problem of Pain. I think it was a fourth impression of, the, of that book. So that was cool. There was another book called They Asked for a Paper by C.S. Lewis. And that was I'd never heard of that. So, uh, I got that one and, and that was pretty cool. And then there was one by Tolkien I'd never heard of called Farmer Giles of Ham. And so I bought that as well. And 
so three books I'd never heard of. They also had like, they had a first edition Mere Christianity. They had some other first edition C.S. Lewis books. That was just incredible. Uh, but that would, and, and I just had to go kind of in and out of that bookstore pretty quickly. But uh, I had, a, I, I found those three books and just had a, a really fun time looking in there. Other thing that I did in Oxford, uh, we went as a family to the Kilns, which is where C.S. Lewis lived. Uh, Tolkien and Lewis would have discussions there. The Inklings would have uh, meetings there. And so I saw the room where they met. I saw the 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 uh, place where C.S. Lewis wrote a lot of his books. It was a very special thing for me, for, for my wife. Uh, we, Lewis is my favorite, favorite author. So just to be in the place where he, he lived and, and wrote a lot of, a lot of the books was, was pretty special. And I, and I wasn't going in there as like, I'm going to feel this special feeling because I'm in the author's house or something. But I, di- I, I did, I, I, I really did have like, it was just like a unique feeling. Like it was just, I'm, I'm here where Lewis wrote the books and I wasn't trying to conjure it up or anything, but, but I just had this, uh, I don't know. It, it was cool. I, I, it was, if you, if you have the chance to go, it's, it's, um, probably five, 10 minute drive outside of Oxford, but, um, I would highly recommend it. A lot of the books that Lewis would have had in the house when he was there have been relocated to somewhere else. So when you're looking on the shelves, it's not the books that he would have had there, but it's still a great collection of books. And it's just, it's neat to be in that house. So now on to London, the last stop on the trip. And London is, is, is just incredible. There is one area of London that is called Cecil Court. And Cecil Court has a, a number of different shops, but there, there are a number of bookstore, bookstores. And it's just this kind of like, it's, it's a small shopping area. Um, <clears throat> but here's what it says online about Cecil Court. Welcome to Cecil Court, the ultimate destination for art, antiques, books, culture, and curiosities. A whole street of uncommonly good independent shops and experienced, knowledgeable dealers waiting to be discovered by you. Consult the shop directory, find out who's who, read up on our rich and storied past, or better yet, come and visit us. That's on the website. There's a a quote by Graham Greene, thank God Cecil Court remains Cecil Court. So if you're in London, you've you've got to go to the Cecil Court. number of, of, of really neat bookstores there. So I'll cover those first. First, uh, and I didn't, again, we're kind of going fast in this section, so I didn't get to go into all these, but but here are the ones that are on that Cecil Court. There's Goldsboro Books. There's Watkins Books. There's March Payne. So I went into March Payne and spent a lot of time there. And then in segment two, I'll tell a uh, story, the guacamole incident that occurred while in March Payne. There's Travis and Emery, which is music books. I walked in there really quickly. And then uh, Tindley and Everett. I did not get to go into that one. The Emery or the uh, Travis and Emery bookstore with music books, I do want to return there because I have a a chest, a treasure, like it's almost, it looks like a treasure chest, but it was a travel chest for an opera singer from the early 1900s. And her name was Dorothy Orton. And this is her chest of like all her memorabilia. There's photos, there are uh, programs for the operas that she sang in. And it is so, I, I just, I want to go, I haven't had time to really dig in deep, but I would love to just kind of dig in deep to this, this chest. I mean, it just covers like letters that she wrote, uh, all these different things from her life. And I hope to go through it at some point in my, in my life. And when I do, I hope to return to this 
Travis and Emery bookstore and, and see if I can find some mentions of her or uh, maybe some contemporaries of of Dorothy and and just to to kind of get a, a deeper view into Dorothy. So uh, I've kind of put that in the back of my mind to to revisit Travis and Emery at some point. There were a couple other bookstores in London. These are not on Cecil Court, but just other other places in London. Jan uh, John Sando Books. So that was that was the first one that we went to, and that that was cool. It was three levels: a main level, uh, upstairs, and then a, a basement area. And that was mostly new books, but they had some just awesome covers of books. Like for instance, Murakami. They had a ton of Murakami books with covers I had never seen before, and they were they were beautiful. And they had some great classics sections, just got some ideas on, on books that I could maybe pair for the great books project and all that. So that was J- John Sando books. That would that was a lot of fun. Hatchards, this was nice. I've been there before. It's it it says since 1797. And it is a multi-level bookstore, just fantastic. Uh, so you've got to go there. Um, yeah, wonderful. I, 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 lo- I love that bookstore. The other place that we went to was Jarndyce, which is a, maybe a block away from the British Museum. So I, I was going to the British Museum, and uh, I passed by this on, on the way out, uh, Jar- Jarndyce. And I would call that the the poshest bookstore that, that I was in. Like, you had to ring a bell. They had to open the door for you. Like, you know, they're just not, you're not going to, they're not going to let riffraff in. Uh, so I, I'm surprised they let me in. But um, it was, it was so nice. And a, a, lo- a lot of rare books and that kind of thing. Um, but a really beautiful beautiful place to go. The last one, I did not go in here, but I, I walked by it and took a photo. It's called Tea and Tattle. And it is, it, it's called Oriental and African Bookseller since 1903. And then it's also a tea room as well. So that, that was another cool one I hope to go into at, at another, another time. Last thing I want to cover about London is that I went to the British Museum, and this this was the thing I was probably looking forward to most about the trip, especially because I started reading the great books in March, and I I just I've been reading about Babylon, Assyria, ancient Egypt. Uh, I've been reading about all these places, and and I knew the. I knew the British Museum has so many things. And, and as I'm reading these books, they're talking about, you know, you can you can see this in the British Museum. Um, we have this located in the British Museum, that kind of thing. And so I was so excited. And so I saw a lot of stuff. I saw the Cyrus Cylinder uh, from, from Persia. I saw just a ton of things from ancient Egypt, a number of cuneiform tablets, Ashurbanipal's, uh, some of his... Um, the things that that were carved about about him a, a lot from Assyria. I just I just again it didn't have a whole lot of time, maybe two hours total, but I just I took it in. I I, I loved it. I, I loved it. I, I loved seeing these things. There was uh, one cuneiform tablet, super small, that mentioned Gilgamesh. Uh, just a, a lot of really cool things that I've been reading about. Here they were in person. It was just this amazing match of you know I'm sitting in a chair reading these books for for many months and then here are the things that i've been reading about it was spectacular two things to close out this section i I was i this is nerdy but i was looking for two books in particular just to see if books in bookstores in the uk had these books i did not come across them at all the first one was in hedawana by that sophis hell did the recent translation 
new new book of the oldest author ever was expecting to see it in bookstores never saw it after that i was looking for the wing feather saga books by andrew peterson did not see those as well so if you are a bookseller in the uk those are some that that uh, i think you should add to your rotation uh, there they would would sell well for you so next segment i will go into the guacamole incident Well, earlier this year, my wife had gone to London and had visited this bookstore in uh, in that Cecil Court area of London, the one called Marchpane that I mentioned in this the last segment. And so she was sending me photos from this bookstore. She was talking to the to the guy working there, and it, it like I, this was the bookstore I was most excited about going to on this trip. And it just has a great selection of books that that are of particular interest to me, and. And so I had, I had gone into this store, my wife and kids were getting some ice cream. And, and so I had walked into the store, I was just looking around, talking to the guy working there, and uh, was asking him some questions about the books. And then my, my wife and daughters arrived, and uh, the my youngest daughter, who's five, she, had, she was holding this container of guacamole. And she had it in her hand and was going through the store and looked around the corner. Uh, there was this stairwell at the bottom. So she was just looking to see what was down the stairs and she dropped the guacamole and the container burst open and it just toppled down all the stairs and whatever picture you have in your head, it was a lot worse than what is in your head. It was just, it was guacamole everywhere on every single step. There were books along one side uh, on the opposite side of the, the stairs. So I just, I thought I'm surely some of the guacamole got on those books. And uh, the the guy, so we, we look and we're like, oh my God, this is awful. Like this is, this is mortifying. Uh, my wife and I are looking at this. And then the guy who's in the store, he he comes around and uh, do you remember in the Christmas story where the kid goes, oh, fudge. And then he says, only I didn't say fudge. Uh, that's what happened with the guy working there. And so he was he was upset and we we were just mortified. And so I, I ran to uh, uh, Boots, which is kind of like a a drugstore and, and just try to get whatever cleaning supplies I could get. My wife stayed at the store. She was using whatever they had just to clean it up. It just, it smelled awful. And we, we felt so bad. So I got this stuff. We brought it back. We cleaned it up as best as we could. Uh, I ended up buying a few books and, but we just felt so awful. And, uh, but that's the uh, guacamole incident. And so, yeah, I, I was surprised the next day when I was able to go into other bookstores in London. Like I, I hadn't been blacklisted. I hadn't, uh, my face wasn't on wanted posters or anything like that. And I, I left it off fine with the uh, the person there. And I, I just tried to to do what I would hope someone would do in the bookstore where, where I'm the business manager and, and try to do those, those same things. But that is a story we will always remember. And, uh, the guacamole incident. Uh, I'll finish up here next segment with just some other cool things that happened on this trip. All right, a few fun things that happened on this trip. Uh, one is that uh, we stayed in Aviemore and we stayed at a house. And as you know, I've been reading through the great books and there was, um, I, I was reading, recently I've been reading about Babylon, Assyria, and Persia. 
And in the Babylon book, there was, they, they highlighted this one story from ancient Babylon and they would, they would reference it, but I didn't know the story. I didn't know the full story. And so we're staying at this place in Aviemore, Scotland, and there's, they have this kind of like kids area and there's just one random book sitting in this kids area and it's an old book. And it's called Stories from Babylon and Persia. And I open it up. And in that book is the story that I was looking for. And the story is about Queen Sem- Semiramis. And so I just, I, I grabbed that book. I just, uh, in one of the nights I was there, I just read through that story. So I, I would have an idea of what happened in that story. And it was just such a funny and random thing. Like, I mean, for there to be one book in this kid's area and it, for it to be an old copy of stories from Babylon and Persia, and then for it to contain the story that I was in my head, just like, Oh, I don't know what happened in this story. I've been reading about it. And for it to be in there, that was just so cool. And so I, I read through, I didn't take the book or anything. I just, I read through it. I took notes while I was, um, reading the story just so I, I would have that in my, my notes. And so that was just a really neat thing that happened. Um, one of those serendipitous moments. The other really cool thing from this trip was that I met with a guy named David Jack and David Jack, if you listened to the episode I did about Sir Gibby last year, that was one of my favorite books I read. It was by George MacDonald and David Jack did the translation for that book. Now, George MacDonald writes in English, but he writes a lot, a lot of the dialect in Scots. And it's just, uh, if people read George MacDonald and they read old versions of George MacDonald, they always get stuck on this Scots. Just, we're not used to reading it. It's very hard to understand. And so what David Jack does is just translates that Scots into modern English. And the versions of the books that David Jack does is it will have one column of the Scots. So if you want to read the Scots, it's there. Or if you want to just look at it, it's there. But right next to it on the right side of the column is the the is the translation into English. So David Jack is just going through all of these these old George MacDonald books and translating them. And we met up and we went to some bookstores in Edinburgh and that was just fun. It was fun to talk to him. It was fun to, to hear stories, uh, to, to hear about his love of George MacDonald, to hear the other things that he enjoys reading, but then also to go to these bookstores with David Jack and, and, um, and even look at George MacDonald books that they had on the, on the um, shelves there. So that ended up being a really, a really neat thing and uh, a fun part of the trip just to go through bookstores in Edinburgh with him. So uh, that concludes the bookish adventures in the UK. I've never done an episode like this, just highlighting a trip, but whenever I do travel, I, I, I try to find the, the bookstores and I just love looking through them. I, I love uh, if, if I'm going to buy a memento or something from a trip, it's usually going to be a book. And I will write, I will usually write in the books in the front where I bought it, the date I bought it and, and what it cost and all that. And I, I just love looking through that when I, when I look through books in my library of books where I've just bought in, in different countries or at different bookstores, it's just kind of a fun thing to do. And, and even if it's a book that's not about that particular area, it just, it, it helps me remember that trip. So that's, that's kind of a fun thing I do on, 
on my travels. And I loved being able to do this with my my daughters and my wife as well. But uh, just going into some of these bookstores with with my daughters was was cool. Uh, even when my daughter was telling me that that book time is done, um, I I I know they they enjoy looking at it looking through these stores as well. So if you, if you go to either of these places, I hope you, you hit some of these bookstores. If you do, let me know. I would love to hear your adventures from the UK bookstores. And, and then for you to highlight some bookstores that I missed too. Uh, like I said, my wife and I, in our family, we go almost yearly to, uh, to Edinburgh and to, to other parts of the UK. And so if I've missed some bookstores, please let me know. Uh, I think it was last year we we did get to go to Wigton in Scotland and Wigton is the bookstore capital of of Scotland and and that was really cool. However, we were there on a Sunday and there was only one bookstore open, I think. And so I I do hope to get back there and I know I did not cover that in this episode uh, as with with it should be covered because there there are so many good bookstores there. Uh, but I, that was not a part of this trip, but I do hope to get back there at some point in the future. Thanks for listening. I hope uh, you enjoyed this and I will be back in a week or two with some other books, probably the ones about Babylon and Persia coming up as I just covered Assyria in the last episode. Until then, check out my website, booksoftitans.com. You can see my lists, my reading lists from all the years past and what I'm planning to read for this great books project over the next 10 years. Until then, keep reading, keep listening, and 